Welcome to Elite Elevations Podcast. Um, on this episode, we're going to be sitting down with John Tomlinson, uh, owner of Southern Charm Tree Care here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, so uh, if you've got some questions about trees, you know, hopefully John can answer some of those questions. Um, so yeah, so anyways, um, let's just kind of get right into it, you yeah. know, just a little bit. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. I we, appreciate it. It's we appreciate pretty cool little setup you got. I th- thank you. Thank yeah. you. We think so too. Uh, you know, part, part of our, um, our mission, I guess, here on this podcast is to just interview industry experts, various industry experts and up and comers. And, you know, I'm, I've worked with you on a few, on a few jobs and, uh, you know, I think that you're one of those industry experts, you know, and I think it's a, I think it's an industry that not a whole lot of people know, know a whole lot about. So well, thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for, first of all, like, let's just, let's just talk a little bit about you, your background. Um, like I, you and I are from the same town, uh, actually same little town down in central Texas. Yeah. Um, I went to high school with your sister. Uh, so you're a few years ahead of me, but, yeah. um, but yeah. Um, so, so yeah, from high school on, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I went to A&M, okay. um, got a degree in horticulture, bachelor's degree in horticulture from A&M and, and found that I really enjoyed, I, I, I bounced around on majors until I found that one, but there was a professor there that was really influential in the horticulture side. And then once I got into that school, I started to really focus in on the arboriculture side Okay. Um, as a result of another really good professor. Um, and then from there, I started working uh, for Bartlett Tree Experts. I stayed with them for about 11 years. Uh, when I left, I was office manager for the Dallas-Fort Worth market. Okay. Um, the certification I hold is board certified master arborist, which is a higher level than just a certified arborist. Um, and that's a much more difficult test and you have to have certain requirements before you can sit for it. Whereas certified arborist, uh, the requirements to sit for that test are, are much less and the test is far easier. Um, and they have a study guide for it where they don't for a master arborist and whatnot. So now do you have to like, do you have to like apprentice for so long? Kind of like, kind of like other, other it, things like you have to, there's not a formal apprenticeship, but gotcha. you do have to have a certain number of years um, in combination with a certain number of years of education. And so the, the more education you have, the fewer years of experience are required. Gotcha. So they do have a, a metric for determining when you're eligible to sit for that exam. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've been a master arborist for gosh, most of most of my career now. nice so i, I got I, as soon as i could sit for it i did yeah did you have to do the master cert did you have to do the the certified and then the board certified or is it were you able yes. to just yeah, yeah. okay yeah so gotcha. i was board certified for you know a few years um and then i became a master arborist oh, okay. um as soon as i could and nice yeah so i was with bartlett for 11 years um left and worked for another company for about 18 months a uh, smaller company, as far as organizational go, wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't a national company. It was a local firm, but it was much larger. Um, and then I started my own business after that. So we've been in business now for about right at five years. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so I think that a lot of people they just have kind of this, you know, assumption that you know pretty much anybody can come out there and trim their trees. You know, like right. and it's just, you know. I, I, I've seen some of your posts on, on Facebook and stuff where you'll be like, oh, you, you, you'll, you'll like, because like the city will come through and they'll just hack the tops off of trees. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like that, that yeah. tree's not coming back from that probably, you know, yeah. like I think like the city of Dallas went through and they chopped a whole bunch of crepe myrtles, you know, like just topped, yeah. topped a whole bunch of crepe myrtles. And I remember seeing some of your posts about that and you're like, this is, this is a hack job. So. Yeah. I don't know if it's city of Dallas. I don't want to throw them. Oh, no, no, the no. Bus, yeah. But. And I don't know if it was city of Dallas either. Yeah. So but it, yeah. it was in the city of Dallas. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of bad pruning out there. There's no there's no licensing for, to own a tree service. So right. anybody that can go uh, file an LLC and start up a business can, Similar can do Similar to this. the roofing industry. Right. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of uh, homework that is then necessary on the client, right. uh, on the individual. So most of our customers are residential. They right. do commercial as well. But but the you know it's the onus is on the person who owns the trees to research the company they're going to use and right. there's no law that requires us to carry workers compensation insurance or general liability insurance mm-hmm. and if something you know catastrophic happens on a property damage to property or people um, the insurance on the property is going to be it's going to be yeah exactly yeah, basically for a lawsuit and then I, I i saw that as an adjuster i saw a few like where people oh i had hired so and so to come out here and trim my tree and this tree ended up falling on my house, you know, and now they're responsible for their deductible, you know, to, yeah. to get that taken care of. So, yeah. No, I mean, then, then there's the bad pruning that you just were talking yeah. about before. So that's that's going to be one of those things that you kind of have to fish out as well, because when you're getting bids for work, which I do encourage people to do to make sure you're not getting taken advantage mm-hmm. of, um, you should try to see what kind of quality of work they perform, because right. the guys who do it poorly aren't going to say, yeah, but, you know, or the guys that do it well aren't going to say, yeah, but we do it right. Right. And the guys that do it poorly are going to say, yeah, we just kind of half-ass it and, <laughs> and just chop out the center of the tree. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough. I, I I don't think it's easy for a customer to necessarily know who they're dealing with right up front. Right. Right. Um, so, like, you know, it, it's my understanding, too, that, the you know, part of the reason for, like, something like your expertise is there's going to be certain trees that you really shouldn't be pruning, you know, at, at certain times of the year, you know, due to, you know, maybe stuff that's going on in the air. Like, well, I think like oak wilt is something to, to be concerned about or something. Is, is that, I don't. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, yeah. The Forest Service recommends uh, refraining from trimming the oak trees. And there are certain oaks that are susceptible to oak wilt and there's certain that are resistant or immune. I don't know if you want to use the word immune. They use the word resistant. I think it's right. to kind of play it safe. But the reality is things like post oaks don't necessarily get oak wilt. Okay. At least I've never found a case of it. I'm sure there's probably a documented case or two. <laughs> but I've never come across post oaks with oak wilt, bur oaks. Any of the white oak family generally doesn't get it. Okay. But they do say, um, just so people can remember the, the timeline easily, there's nothing special about these dates really except for the activity of a beetle. But mm-hmm. they say... Um, not to trim them between Valentine's Day and the 4th of July. Okay. So basically spring to early summer, uh, early spring to early summer, I should say. And that's just because there's a oak wilt spreads in two ways. So it spreads primarily through root grafting. And that's nothing you can really do much about short of running trenches and cutting, severing root connections with trees that are adjacent because they're going to graft if they're the same family of tree. Okay. Um, And they can go quite well beyond the drip line. So just because your tree's canopy doesn't touch your neighbor's tree doesn't mean that their roots aren't connected. Yeah. Interesting. And then there's a beetle that feeds on the sap of tree wounds in trees. So that Mm. doesn't have to be a pruning cut. It could be any kind of wound, but pruning cuts do Put leave out the biggest, sap. leave the biggest wound. Right. So sometimes, yeah. And so they recommend the timing of the trimming because that's when the beetle's not as active, and then also the spraying of the paint on the cuts is just for oak trees. Just now. kind of seal it off. Yeah, it's just a physical barrier. You don't okay. have to spend ten dollars on a can of pruning paint. You could spend two dollars on a can of spray paint. Just spray paint. It's just a physical barrier between gotcha. the bug and the and the wound. Cool. It's nothing magical about. It actually does slow down the way a wound would naturally close. You mm. don't want to. Pr- paint cuts on trees, except for when you're dealing with oak wilt. So oh, gotcha. painting cuts is kind of an old school practice. They put the tar on the cut back in, you know, yeah, yeah. On, on every tree that they yeah. were doing. Yeah. But they don't do that anymore. Just, just certain oak trees for oak wilt. Okay. It, you know. All right. Um, so, and then another thing that, you know, that I know that you're kind of, 
you know, I, I joked earlier that you're that you're kind of the tree whisperer, mm-hmm. but you know, like that's that that really is, you know, something because you're actually looking more at the holistic health of the tree. Sometimes you're not necessarily just coming in and going, you know, somebody says, "Oh, I need this tree trimmed," and you're just like, "Yeah, let me let me hack that off," you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, do yeah. I'll do what I'll do I'll do that. You're going to have the the conversation with them that okay, that may not be the healthiest thing for this tree. You know, like if you're trying today, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. So appointment this morning, exact thing that he wanted some more light to his lawn, which mm-hmm. is very, very common desire uh, among homeowners. They want to trim the trees so the light to the grass improves, so that their grass improves, <laughs> right? And there's plenty of companies that'll go out there and just do whatever you ask them to do. Right? You know, I want that limb, that limb, that limb. And some customers are that way where they insist on if they're paying for it. By God, you better do it the way they want it done. Right. Um, but you know, this customer today was the kind that I enjoy getting, which is very understanding and wanted mm-hmm. to, and, and appreciated the education that, you know, and, and explained to him why this tree had already been over pruned by somebody before I got there. Mm-hmm. And he had asked for me to thin it out further. I said, this might not be the answer you want to hear, but you know, we can't do that. And here's why. And then I went on to say, we can take out the dead branches because there were a few deadlines right. and they don't contribute to the energy production of the tree. So right. those can come out anytime really. Um, but taking live limbs out of a tree that had already been stripped out and over pruned uh, was a, the wrong move. And, you know, sometimes customers are like, well, I'm going to find somebody to do that anyway. Like, okay. And, and <laughs> it won't no, be me. It's not going to be me. <laughs> and then there's got the customers that just appreciate you informing them and, and will still utilize you and figure out another workaround for the grass. Right. And it sounds like that was what happened today, yeah. that he was appreciative of your of your expertise there. He, he seemed to be. Yeah. It was a refra- I even thanked him for it because it's not always, usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Usually they try to talk me into doing what they want done to the trees. Yeah. And it's, I'm always trying to bridge that gap between what the tree's needs are and what the, what the homeowner's needs are. Because I'm a homeowner too. I yeah. get it. There's certain things you need to do with your trees, but I'm always trying to be a liaison between the two. So that way they get with it. Because we, we, we need the trees. I mean, we need the trees. Um, and yeah, and especially with some of these too, like it, it almost hurts. I'm sure sometimes when somebody says, yeah, I want this tree gone. You're like, Oh, that's a, it's probably a hundred year old tree and you just want it gone. Like, it's just crazy. I'll talk myself out of a lot of work. Really? (laughs) I will. I'll I'll talk to people. We don't really need to trim these. We can take out a few dead limbs and be good. Or that tree, I don't know why you want to take it out. You know, I'll I'll ask questions to find out, you know, what the reasoning behind that is. But in general, um, yeah, I'll talk myself out of removals and stuff too. So it's just, it's to me, it's more about the integrity of doing what's right. Right. When I, whenever I can, you know, right. you know there's, right. I'm sure there's times where I've not done what's right, but <laughs> when I, when I, I try to at all times. That's good. That's yeah. good. And it's, it's good that you're in that position as the owner of the company too, to be right. To be like, yeah, I don't, I don't have to, you know, like I, I can, you know, walk away from this. That's you know? exactly so, right. I had the freedom to, to, yeah. to walk away and not, not, not get work. over, not get overridden and go, John, you need to go out there and do yeah. what they want you to do. So no, no corporate bean counters saying exactly. 20% growth every year every year yeah. <laughs> right right um so what other services do y'all offer besides you know the the simple tree trimming obviously i mean like do you do you help like if somebody has like a disease on their tree can you help them treat that disease can you help mm-hmm. them you know like i believe there's a cabling that can be done too sometimes to to help keep a tree from splitting yeah so basically i mean I guess to keep it simple, we would break it down into three categories. So we've got just general tree work or tree care, and that's that's going to be your pruning and removal. And cabling would fall into that because usually we do that while we're trimming a tree. Okay. Cables are mechanical methods of reinforcing weak branch unions, and those are installed in trees. Um, usually while there's already a climber up there taking out some weight and some deadwood. Because well, if, right? if there's a limb I'm worried about splitting, 
putting in a cable is part of the action and then reducing the weight in that limb with trimming mm -hmm. is another step. So it's, it's generally done hand in hand with that. Another category would be um, nutrients or fertilization. So we, we do a lot of fertilization. Uh, we use a custom blended fertilizer for our area. It's based on soil samples I've taken for many years over numerous properties. So it's kind of a, a general fertilization for Dallas-Fort Worth. Now yeah. I can fine tune that and add certain amendments to increase certain deficiencies if there are some. And we can send off and soil analysis. Yes, yeah, so I was yeah. going to ask. Yeah, we don't do it on every property as right. um, as I'd like to say we did, but the reality is not everybody wants to pay for that. And exactly. Yeah. And and the fertilizer we use is a really good base fertilizer. So, so oftentimes uh, when we're sending those off, we've probably fertilized a tree and we're watching for the response. If we're not getting it now, then, we, then now we're we'll kind test. of fine tuning. Yeah. Okay, well we got these nutrients in. What's what are we missing? And yeah. micronutrients are a, an issue that you can't always spot right off kind of process of elimination right and then pest control so yeah. pest disease control um because you get those those web worms and stuff that like to put stuff in yeah this year we've gotten uh you know just in the last few days i've gotten a lot of calls on the web worms yeah and and generally they're known as fall web worms so they're a little early um and they only affect certain species of tree well it's not like this has been a weird year or yeah anything, so. exactly right <laughs> so it's and it's not a typical high volume call for me it's yeah. like one or two a year i mean but but I've gotten two or three in the last week, and and apparently the webworms have shown up early, and they've shown up in force. And how do you treat those? Um, you can you can spray the canopy of the trees. Depends on the tree. I okay. mean, a lot of times these are grown in pecans, and so mm. you have to be careful what product you're applying on a pecan tree because if people are eating the fruit, right? You know, there's yeah. there's a concern there. So you have to have stuff that's labeled for fruit crop. Gotcha. Um, and that. That is a challenge. Yeah. And there is a product out there that you can get if you have a TDA license and can buy those things. And we'd use those. And um, yeah, but basically the, we spray the canopy. It's, it's a big, you have to have, you have to have somebody climb up in it. No, so, no, no, we we have a, we have a spray rig that can hit about ours probably can hit about 40 feet high. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's an, it's a, it's built for it. I mean, that's, that, it's custom rig. For like a water gun war. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone thinks it's a pressure washer, uh, but it's not, but no. It's, no, it's, it's, it's made for that and high volume and interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It, it does well for us. And our number one, uh, issue that we're dealing with usually, uh, cause webworms aren't fatal. They're more cosmetic. Yeah. And so people can tend to put those off and I gotcha. be as concerned. And I try to tell people that too. So they don't feel obliged to spend the, all the money, but, uh, wood borers, so bark beetles, they're they're very deadly pest and they're attracted to trees that are stressed. So they usually come on to, to trees that are already on their way out the door mm. and they finish them off quite quickly and they feed on the tissue in the tree that moves water. Mm. So they're directly attacking the tree's ability to do that. So we treat those uh, frequently and that's, that's the number one, probably most deadly pest on trees. And there's a lot of different varieties of bark beetle or wood borer, whatever you want to call them. But that's a, that's a big treatment for us. Yeah. Gotcha. What's a, what's a, what, what's a crazy story that you might have like from, you know, like a memorable or even a memorable one, you know, where, where you had a, you had a tree that, that was just like the big, maybe like the biggest one that you've done or something like that. So we've done some big ones. Um, I don't know if I have any crazy stories. That's yeah. good though. Cause right. Crazy usually means chaos. Yeah. And I don't want chaos on no, my there job sites. There you go. Um, but no, we've done some very large removals. Um, 
and and those are tricky. I, I've I gotten to the point where I sometimes shy away from the real big ones, especially when they start to involve a crane, right? Because um, then you're adding a whole new element of challenge and and liability safety. and, and yeah, safety. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean we've done a few, and um, I tend to to shy away from them. If I'm honest, I yeah. I work with another company that does a lot of crane removals, and I tend to work with those guys directly when I have something huge like that. But mm-hmm. that that's got to be a really big tree because we can take down quite a quite a good sized tree and normal in this area. But um, yeah, we've done some, some huge ones. Um, And, you know, some of the biggest are cottonwoods or the red oaks in the park cities of Dallas. But those are the ones that like aren't cottonwoods. They're kind of notorious for just like, just failing like dramatically, like, you know, just they'll be fine. And then within, it just seems like within months they just go. So like, is that, is that, or. Yeah, they can. Yeah. yeah. They'll drop some major branches. Um, You've got to keep an eye on them. They're weaker wooded. Uh, most trees that are fast growing, the trade-off is the wood strength is not there. Gotcha. So just the way the wood develops slower, it's going to be more dense and stronger wooded tree. So usually fast growing trees like a Bradford pear, it's going to split in half before it dies because yeah. it's going to get oversized for its weight. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I'm sure y'all were, y'all were super busy after like the storms and stuff yeah. too, like just going out there and removing broken branches, dead branches. Um, the freeze, actually. the freeze, that the was freeze killed almost you. every ash tree in the area. Uh, mostly killed it. They're died back so far that there's nothing to really salvage. So yeah. we've been removing ash trees all year long. Palm trees. People yeah. With palm trees. And like that, those are, those suckers are gone. Palms are gone. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, there's a few live oaks that didn't make it, which really? is shocking because yeah. those are bulletproof tree. I mean, you have to try to kill a live oak and some of them didn't make it. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if anybody wants your services, what's the best way to, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Um, email's great. Uh, phone as well. It's uh, southerncharmtree at gmail.com. Okay. Um, all one word. And then the other is uh, 817-900-3359. That's our office. That's an easy one. That's yeah. an easy one. So yeah, if you're looking for any, if you're looking for any tree services, you need to talk to the the tree whisperer himself. Um, <laughs> feel free to give him a call. Um, you know, again, you know, this is, this is someone that I consider to be an expert in the field here. Um, someone who's not just going to come out and just hack your trees and uh, he's going to make sure that he's doing the right thing, the right thing for you and for your trees. Absolutely. So, thank you. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for being on. So yeah, I really appreciate you. Really appreciate you being here. So thanks for having right. me. Thanks, my John. Pleasure. Thank you. All right.